be nice. All right, so hope I don't embarrass you. Those are my kids right there. You guys know that, right? I'm going to call you guys out. All right, so the title is The Exchange. You guys might be able to guess what that means. but So we've been talking about Beauty for Ashes for a long time now, almost a month, month and a half. But God put it on my heart to take it like all the way back to the beginning. Before you can receive the Beauty for Ashes, there's something that you have to do. So this is going to be kind of simple, and we always think that everyone knows this and that you know the basics, but I'm someone that likes to go back to the beginning and, and uh, remind you guys that there's an exchange that has to take place before you can receive those beauty for ashes that we've been talking about. So let's pray, okay? Father God, I just thank you for tonight, Lord. I just thank you for all the babies that are here. I just thank you, Father, that their hearts are open to receive your word, Father, that their ears are open, Father, that they know that they know that this word is for them. It's not just for the person on the left or the right of them, Lord, but this word is for them. I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here, that your words are my words, that I move out of the way. And again, Father, I just thank you, Father, that the kids hear me, Lord, that they receive it, they understand it, and they put it to use. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. So does anybody know? And you guys can talk to me, like talk back to me. It's the only time you can talk back to me, okay? So if you guys don't understand something or you have a question, raise your hand because I want you guys to, to do this with me, okay? So does anybody know what, when I say the exchange, can anybody even guess what I'm saying? might be kind of obvious. What? Yep. So when I say the exchange, we're going to talk about salvation. So we all think we know what salvation is, right? We do, but I'm going to remind you. So Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved, right? Sounds simple. But sometimes it's not that easy and there's there's thoughts or the enemy tries to lie to you and there's always um, an excuse of why you're not saved or why you don't raise your hand at the end when Isaiah is asking, is there anyone that get, wants to give their life to Christ, right? So um, we all need to be saved. Why? What do we need to be saved from? Somebody tell me, what do we need to be saved from? Isaiah, did you just raise your hand? You're just putting your sleeves up? What do we need to be saved from? Bella? right? Very true. But so the Bible says that the penalty of sin is death and eternal separation from God. Like that's deep. Like, do you guys understand that? And we all sin. So we all are destined for hell and separated from God from eternity if we sin. Do you guys know? So some of us think this because what the world tells you, um, that if you're just a good kid, you're going to go to heaven. or um, And there's a lot of people out there that are worse than you or do crazy things or whatever. If you want to go to the stream of murderers and whatever, right? But sin is defined in the Bible in the simplest ways. So the Ten, Commandment, Ten Commandments lays it out for you. So sin could be as easy or small as like a lie, right? Um, or cheating, stealing. I know some of y'all have stole before, right? You don't have to raise your hand. I'll raise my hand. When I was little, I used to steal candy. I was a mess. And then it turned into clothes as I got older. So don't ever, that's horrible. But I did it. I was a little, yeah, sticky little fingers, okay? I was a baby. So thank you for Jesus. Um, or what about, ooh, what about, this is a good one. The word says to honor your mother and your father. 
I know some of y'all have already slipped up in that category because I've heard your mouths. Well, I'm just kidding. I know you guys love me. But that's an easy one, right? That's a sin. That's what the Bible calls a sin. Or um, looking at somebody's husband or wife or lusting over some guy at school. These are sins. These are everyday sins that we do. And you might not think that they're that bad, but this is what God calls a sin. And one sin in God's eyes is not greater than the other. So it's looked down just as bad as the things that you guys think are just crazy sins, okay? So just keep that in mind. So if we're all, like, doomed for hell, thank God that he had a plan for us. There's a backup plan, right? Thank you, Jesus. His word says in John 3.16. Everybody, okay, not everybody. A lot of people know what John 3.16 says, right? Somebody tell me. You guys fell off. I need to say you, I need to hear it loud and with some passion. Like, this is for real. He gave his son for you, right? Somebody say it with some passion and some love. Oh, Lord. Okay, so I'm going to say it too. So, 316, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Thank you, thank you, God, that you gave your one and only son. You know Jesus died on the cross for you, not for your neighbor sitting next to you, but you. Jesus was beaten, bruised, tore up for you. And he did that knowing that not everyone would choose him. Not everyone would want to be saved. Not everyone would give their life to Christ, but he did it anyways because he loves you so much. Do you guys understand that? Do you guys grasp that? That's huge. I know you hear it all the time, but you got to hear it and receive it. So, thank God he gives you a choice, and that choice is giving your life to Christ, right? That's what salvation is, giving your life to Christ. It sounds easy, but there's an exchange that has to be made. You have to do that. There's things that we're going to, I say it's going to go into that further at the end, but there's something that has to be done. We're always, so that's where beauty from ashes comes from. So we're talking about beauty for ashes and all the fullness of God that he has for you and um, exchanging all your, your sorrows and your sadness, all your what we call ashes, right, for beauty, for the things of God, the fullness of God. But you can't have those things unless you've been saved. Those are, those are reserved for God's people, right? Not just everyone. Everyone in the world can't have those unless they make that exchange. So... Um, I'm going to read to you guys. This is going to sound kind of long, but I'm going to hurry. I'm going to read some of God's promises to you, okay? I'll try to do it fast, but they're so good and they're so important Take your time. that I need you guys to actually hear me. And you might not all flip open your Bible like you're supposed to, so I'm going to tell you what it says. So Isaiah 40:29 says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. How often do you guys feel weak? Right? All day, every day. Sometimes I'm exhausted. But that's a promise that God gives you, that he increases the power of the weak. Isaiah 40, 31 said, but those whose hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 43, 2 says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. 
Who needs that? Do you know, like, we're walking through fire every day in high school, in this world. This world is crazy. You guys need God's protection. You need his favor. You need to not get burned when you're walking through these crazy times. You guys need Jesus. You just have no idea. But these promises are for you guys, but they're not free. you got to make that exchange to get all these things I'm telling you. Just keep them in your heart and remember, you don't get these things unless you make that exchange with God. We tell you all these, you know, people, that's what we do in youth. We speak life into you. We love you. We tell you what God's promises are. But sometimes we forget to tell you, or sometimes people don't because it sounds kind of harsh and hardcore, that you, they skip the step of where you need to ask for these things. You need to ask God to be the leader of your life before you receive those things. So I might be repeating myself, but I, guess I want you guys to receive that. Um, just a couple more, Jeremiah 29, you guys know this, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. Um, Joshua 1.9 says, I have commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, the Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. Man, I need that every day, I needed that today. I didn't want to come up in here, I'm not a public speaker, I can talk your guys' ear off one-on-one but this is terrifying for me. But I had to be obedient because this is your guys' salvation. I love you guys so much that I need you to hear this. So I had to go out of my comfort zone, and I had to pray for God to give me boldness and uh, supernaturally the Holy Spirit to speak through me. If I didn't have God and his promises, I wouldn't be able to ask for those things. I wouldn't be standing here. Um, Psalms 23 says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are my rod and my staff. You comfort me. Philippians, this is a good one. 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. If you don't hear nothing else, hear that. I hear so many kids, adults, anxiety, depression, that's like the most common word these days. That's not of God. You guys don't have to have, you don't have to live that way. You just have to remember what God's promises say. And you have to speak them over yourself. When you forget or you're, you know, you're feeling that way, if you, let's say you're, you have anxiety, Google it. If you don't know what the scripture says, Google it. A million scriptures will come up and start speaking them over yourself. You guys have to stand up. You guys have to speak these things over yourself. You guys know more than the rest of the world. You guys have to speak these over your friends, your family, and God's word never returns void. So if you speak these over yourself, they have to come to life. They have to come true. Do you understand that? These words are so powerful. If you speak them, you just got to believe a little bit, just a tiny bit, and they're going to come to life. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Psalm 37 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That is such, that one, for me, Sometimes I ask God, I did so many stupid things when I was younger. I did so many things that I feel so deserving of God's blessings and his grace. I mean, I don't have to tell you guys all my dirt, but I was a bad kid. I was a bad 21-year-old. I did some stuff that, man, and I look back and I think, God, why do you give me all the desires of my heart? Everything that I've ever prayed for, literally God has given them to me. I prayed every detail of my children before they were born, and God gave me everything plus so much more. I prayed for a man of God like Isaiah, I didn't think that they were real, but I know what God's promise said, and I knew what the desire of my heart was, and God's word says, 
I will give you the desires of your heart if they line up with the word of God. Just remember that. They got to line up with the word and the will of God. But God wants to give you the desires of your heart. If you didn't have God and you didn't have his promises and you didn't give your life to Christ, you don't get that. The world doesn't give you these things. Only God can give you these things. So anyways, that's it. That's it for now. There's like 300,000 more of these in God's word that are just for you guys. Okay? So um, the big question is, and this is the whole purpose to why I'm up here tonight, is what is holding you back from giving your life to Christ so that you can receive all these things that God has for you? And so I'm going to pick on you guys, and I want you guys to be honest and tell me, like, what is when at the end of, Pastor Jack, Isaiah, anyone that shares with you or gives a message, at the end they always say, is there anyone that wants to give their life to Christ? There's so many times that I know that people feel it, like, burning in their soul, and they feel like God is literally pushing them up there, but they're worried about what their neighbor thinks or the person next to them. And this is about your salvation. You can't care what anyone next to you thinks. If they go to hell, good for them. This is about you. I want my babies, I want to see my babies in heaven. So don't care so much what people think. They're the ones that aren't going to receive these promises. So my question is, what is holding you back from giving your life to Christ? And I was in the same place. So I'm going to ask where you guys can raise your hand. I want you to share if you are saved, before you were saved, what held you back? What thoughts, what lie of the enemy held you back from being saved? So who wants to share first? You could be saved now. And tell me what happened, you know, what you used to think before you were saved. Or if you're not saved now, then ask me. I want to hear. I don't want you guys to give me no sugar-coated Jesus answers. I want to hear your heart. I want to hear the realness, okay? Because that's why we're here. We're here to make sure that you guys know the truth and you're not believing what the world is telling you. So who's going to raise their hand first? Somebody. Else I'm going to pick on you. Okay. Yes. That one is huge and so common. Who else has felt that way? That if you got saved, that you wouldn't be able to have fun anymore? Raise your hand so everybody can see that how many people really think that. I thought that. Okay, somebody tell me another one, Bella. What's another reason why, what would hold people back from being saved? Yes. So many people think that they can't even walk into a church until they're perfect. Did you know that the church is a hospital for the broken. Did you know that everyone in this place has something that they're dealing with? The church is here for you guys to be encouraged, for people to speak life into you. If it was true that you had to be perfect before you got here, then why did God need to send Jesus? Why did God need to send his son? Why do we need Jesus if we have to be perfect before we can be saved? I, that was the biggest thing. I thought that for so long that I couldn't come to the river until I was not smoking anymore. I don't smoke cigarettes, whatever. I don't smoke anything. Let me take that back. I'm not a smoker. Before I stopped drinking or going out in, you know, to the clubs or doing those things, I thought that I had to be perfect before I came to church. Does anybody else feel that way? Give me something else. Is there anything else that people think and why they can't be saved yet? Yeah. Oh, sorry, baby. So you mean like heaven or hell, right place or right church? So like, okay, so how do you trust that, like basically how do you believe that what people are saying in the Bible is real? Okay, that's good. That's very real. Anybody else? Savannah, what would hold you back from being saved?
right? And that's okay. Go ahead. Be more bold. Speak what you think, because a lot of people think what you think. Be more detailed. Now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> be a little bit more detailed, because I know that you feel the same way I did when I was your age, so. Right. Okay, anybody else? Bella? Right. Okay. But not knowing what God's plan was for me. Okay. Get to know God before you even give your life to Christ. That's really good. It's a smart girl. You don't just believe what everyone tells you. You want to find out the truth for yourself. That's really good. Hannah? Yes, that's so good. I made a whole list of stuff if you guys didn't say anything or I couldn't pull it out of you, but you guys have said everything on my list. So anyone else? What are some other lies? I say lies because they are lies. Jesse? Yes. Yep. You guys think that? Are these things like ringing true for you guys? Does this, does this sound like stuff that you think? So what if I told you this is all some bull? and it's all alive, the enemy. He doesn't want you guys to be saved. You know that, right? That is some crap. Can I say crap? Okay. It is, but it is. It makes me mad because the enemy lies, and we be I believed it for so long. And that was the biggest thing of, that is the biggest thing that I want you guys to know is that you don't have to be all those things before you are saved and before you come and give your life to Christ. Because if you had to be perfect before you gave your life to Christ, there ain't no reason that we need Jesus. God says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. All these promises that God gives you, you don't receive them until you've given your life to Christ. Literally, he, hold on, I don't want to forget this. I have a million notes, and I knew I'd forget some, but um, God's word says that when you are weak, that he is strong in you. He wants you to come to him when you're the most broken. The most broken because he wants to show you what he can do. God wants to show up and show out for you. You understand that, right? God wants you to come. He will meet you where you're at. Eventually, you'll get to that place. Eventually, you're going to give your life to Christ, and then all the supernatural things and all the promises of God, they're going to fall on you all day, every day. Pretty soon, you're not going to even want to get drunk no more. You're not going to want to get high anymore. God's going to take that craving away supernaturally. Do you understand that? You cannot do these things. You cannot become perfect before you come to Christ. There's no way. You can only do those things with the help of God supernaturally. The Holy Spirit will live in you, and he will make a way when you can't do it yourself. There's no way. We can't do anything on our own, right? If there's something you're struggling with, anxiety, depression, all those things, those, God can break all those things off you. Those things are of the world. You guys don't have to deal with that stuff, but we do because we don't believe that God's promises are for us. We think they're for everyone else, but we don't really believe in our hearts that they're for us, right? So we're never going to arrive to that place that you think you need to be perfect before we come to Christ. And I really, that's all I want you guys to know because I hear it for, from so many kids, from so many adults that... Well, I don't want to go to church yet because I'm not ready to stop, you know, going to the bar. I'm not ready to stop drinking. I'm not ready to stop sleeping with my boyfriend. I'm not ready to stop having sex. Everybody says that when they're your age. You're never going to stop doing those things until you ask God 
to come and be the leader of your life. And then those things are going to start falling off you left and right. God is going to change you from the inside out. You're going to become a new person, the person that God created you to be, not who the enemy is lying. He don't want you guys to be saved when, because he knows when you guys realize that you guys have so much favor and blessing when you give your life to Christ, he don't want you to know that, that you're called. He doesn't want you to know your purpose. Do you understand that? Do you guys know the difference between a lie and when the enemy is in your ear and God? The lie is what's confusion. It's, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit right in your spirit. When it's God, it's quiet. It's subtle. It feel, you feel at peace. That's the difference. Sometimes everyone doesn't hear audible God's word. You got to go with how you feel. If you feel like it just don't sit right in your spirit, that's the enemy. But if it feels right and you feel at peace, that's God. So, Isaiah's going to come up here, and he's going to do what he always does when he closes out a message, because well, I need to practice that still. I ain't going to lie. Isaiah's a pro at it. Stay here. What? Stay here. Okay. Stay here. Can we give it up for uh, my wife? If I can get the worship team up here, you know, um, you know, Heather was, she was sharing with me last night, you know, just the whole, the reason, the reason of this, when God spoke to me a couple months ago and told me beauty for ashes, I never told the leaders, <laughs> I just told you guys to preach. I don't think I gave you guys the full explanation, right? The enemy tried to stop each and every one of them from preaching. Let me say that again. Let me say that again. The enemy tried to stop each and every one of you from speaking. And God showed me your faces. It was like vivid flashes. And the reason why God told me to have you guys speak is because you guys just broke every generational curse that was attached to you. And you just set the next generation free. So why is this so important? Why is salvation so important? That's the whole reason why we show up every week. Had somebody literally say, you know why they don't get saved is because of shame and guilt. Anybody ever feel guilty? Anybody ever feel shame? Anybody ever feel like, oh man, I'll never amount to anything. Say, Pastor Isaiah. Say, Pastor Isaiah. Yo, I was a mess. Right? Right? Oh, it's true. Say that one more time. So it's true. And I'm not saying that to over-exaggerate. I'm saying that because it's real. So when Heather was praying for a man of God, and then here come this guy, I'm like, who, me? Couldn't be. Who stole the cookies from the cookie jar? <laughs> Y'all don't know about that. That's Barney. My daughter's been watching it. But the reason why it was so important is because I knew the battle that Christina Lynch was going to face. I knew the battle that Latanya and Jesse and Savannah and Heather, I actually knew the battle you were going to face. And you guys had to make a decision. Am I going to do what God told me to do or I'm going to do with the lie or accept the, the defeat? I don't ever want you to show up here and feel like, oh, okay, cool, I checked off the box. I'm saved. That's why we opened up the year with the series Relationship Over Religion because some of you come out of religious act and think that you are performing. Oh, I go, I go to church. I'm here. I'm good. But what happens when you go home at night? What happens when you're scrolling and you're and somebody's trolling and, and then you see a comment that may not be so encouraging? What happens when you really, really, really do a deep 
look inside your heart and you're thinking to yourself does anybody else hear me or see me out of all the pictures that you post I know there's 400 that you could have chose but you're your worst critic on the 399 and you choose the one and even that one isn't good enough but it's just better than the ones that you took doesn't matter how many pictures you take doesn't matter how many angles that you take when God took the angle of the cross he took it because he loved you beauty for ashes there's something beautiful about an exchange that takes place I'm reminded of the story of in Daniel where Shadrach Meshach and Abednego they walk through the fire the reason why I'm always drawn to that story is because their names actually weren't Meshach it was uh, Meshach oh my gosh Shadrach Meshach and Abednego the names was actually Michelle Hananiah gosh and I can't remember the other one but there was actually a purpose to their name do you know who you are purpose 828 you want to know who came up with that name we're sitting in bed one day and we're getting ready to go sleep and she was like Isaiah I think it's Romans 828 I think what about purpose purpose 828 because I think the young people need so we're standing here as purpose 828 based off of heaven God spoke to her very specifically and I went and I prayed and I'm like there's a couple things right as husbands will tell you listen to the Holy Spirit and listen to your wife amen amen but why I believe this is so important is because she read a list of truths and promises but you read the comments and you believe the lies the scripture outweighs the lie let me say that again the scripture outweighs the lie if you don't believe that you're all together and that there's no flaw in you if you don't believe that then you'll believe him hey and when you believe him you'll think that oh oh you're the most prettiest thing in the world and i see you girl and you're this and that it's a lie he got daddy issues just like you do so tonight we're gonna pray we're gonna pray for some young people we're going to set some things free because I know that you're battling with addiction. I know you're battling with anxiety. Leaders, I hope you prayed up and I hope that you're ready because I can promise you, you may have came in and thinking like, oh yeah, but see, I know what you're struggling with. There's a fear that overtakes you. Can I get personal for two seconds? Elaine, there's a plan and there's a purpose for your life. And I believe that you came here specifically for a reason. But something happens in your mind where you're like, well, do I really trust God? You know, another thing is, it's trust. Can I really trust God? Look at me. I need you to fully, fully, fully hear me on this one. I know there's some trust issues, right? And I know the reason why you've got some trust issues is the reason why you really won't fully commit and trust God. And you kind of keep God at hands bay. But watch this. Christina, I just want you to put your arm over it. Just put your, just, just love on her like you would love on your daughters. Just that, that good old mama rub. You know what I'm saying? You know that God is madly in love with you. No, I need you to look at me. I need, listen, I know it sounds weird. It's like, oh my gosh, why is he calling me out in front of all these people? Because God's been trying to get your attention. And there's been a lot of other guys who have gotten your attention. But God needs your fully undivided attention. Because the thing that he has for you, it's going to cost you. Now watch this. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you friendship. It's not popular to be cool for God. Oops. You may lose followers, but I don't live for the audience of a hundred. I live for the audience of one. And I'd rather silence the crowd and hear the applause, the well done, thy good and faithful servant, than not hear the well done and hear the applause. 
I guess, do you need 100 likes to be approved? God, oh, I'm not even going to go there because that's, that's next week. So I want you to bow your head and I want you to close your eyes. Justice, you can stop that now. Yep, you get finished. I want to pray for some people tonight. I want, I want you to be honest with yourself. I want to pray for two groups of people. The first group of people I want to pray for is uh, it, you might need to rededicate your life to God. Or maybe you, and, no, and you know what? I think it's a real rededication because I think you've done it, but I think you need to really do it. Some of you are like, okay, I'm, I'm living for God. It was a great two weeks. And then week three, it was just kind of like, I don't know what happened. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you need to rededicate your life to Jesus and you need to make God Lord over your life, on the count of three, I just want you to shoot your hand up. One, Jesus loves you. Two, you'll never be the same. Three, if that's you, just shoot your hand up. I see that hand, that hand, that. Wow, okay, I see these hands. I see these hands. Leaders, come to the front. And if you guys are good, if, if this level's fine, yep, you can come on up too. Philip, can you move this? We're going to worship and we're going to pray for you. Hey, uh, I need everybody to stand up. If that's you, and we're going to pray this prayer, because like I said, we're going to pray for two groups of people. I just need everybody to repeat after me. Everybody repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I accept you into my heart. From this day forward, you are Lord over my life. I thank God that you sent your son to die for me. And from this day forward, I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. And I'm going to keep it real 100, right? What's your name? Say it. Sean, stand up.